Welcome to the Leaders Edge podcast. I'm Sandy Laycox, Editor-in-Chief of Leaders Edge. In this episode, we continue our series with global insurer AXA XL, this time speaking with Matt O'Malley, U.S. Country Manager for the company. We discuss his background as a middle school teacher and DE&I efforts at AXA XL, trends driving pricing in certain business lines, and AXA XL's data initiatives, including a tech library for the construction industry. Give it a listen. Matt, thank you so much for joining me. It's such a pleasure to have you here today. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to um, talk with you about um, some current trends, future trends, and things going on at AXA XL. But I wanted to get started with your background. Uh, you've got an interesting non-traditional path to insurance, and I'd love to hear about it and how this um, your past work has helped you in the insurance business. Great, and thanks, Sandy. One of the interesting things is when you think back 25 years or so, we didn't have the developed risk management programs that we do today. So I think many people came to the industry in somewhat of a non-traditional way, but early in my career, I was actually a teacher and taught middle school. And over one summer, a friend of mine had mentioned to me that there was an opportunity to uh, enter corporate training in, in the insurance business. And it was an interesting opportunity. I was going to go through the underwriting training program myself and then become a trainer on the back end of that. And as we got through the program, my manager said at the end, you know, I think you could go a long way if you stayed in the business side. So I decided to do just that, have stayed on the underwriting side of the business throughout my career, but I haven't lost sight of what I learned that was important to engage students is a lot of the same things that we need to do to engage our team and to develop our team within the business. I think ultimately everybody's looking for opportunities to create their own success. And a lot of that comes from having a team that that's engaged. And 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 when you put your energy into figuring out how to engage 40, 13 year olds, um, there's a lot of interesting things that you can take in terms of engaging a leadership team in terms of what are the things that we can do that we might not otherwise have thought that we could do um, at the beginning of the year and, and really using those um, visions and, and the mission to help to stretch the team so that everybody stays engaged and really looks to uh, drive the business, not only individually, but for our clients. I think that, um, you know, that middle school background, first of all, we all have to give you great thanks for doing that. What it was challenging ages to to corral and engage. So I, I can only imagine um, what that must have been like. But given that that sort of route that you took, and nowadays you hear so much conversation around talent and recruiting and how hard it is to recruit people, um, not just into this industry, but but kind of all over the place. Do you think that insurance should should look wider, maybe, in its its recruitment strategies, given the the different avenues that could really propel people to success? 
Absolutely, and and we must do that. I think when we look to build the workforce of the future and we listen to what individuals coming into the workforce are looking for now, we really need to start to look beyond the traditional places that we have. Um, and that can mean a lot of things. It could be looking geographically in terms of how do we build a more diverse workforce, um, but also looking beyond some of the traditional feeder programs and potentially looking at where are places that we can find talent that isn't necessarily someone who has a bachelor's degree, but has the right skill sets to be successful in the job. So I think it's really important that we start to think about what are the skills that we need and where can we go to find those skills and really create that career path within the organization that that's so so necessary for us. And I think also as we think about uh, inclusion and diversity, we really want to continue to try and make the industry look more like America does. And currently, you know, we don't find that across the insurance industry. And as part of that, um, you are involved with a group called RISE at AXA XL. So give us a little bit of information on, on what that group is, how it got started, and your role. Yes, thanks, Sandy. And, and RISE is one of our five business resource groups. And AXA XL started these in 2020 building off of our initial focus on gender inequality. So we had had a team focused on uh, gender, but really felt the need to expand beyond the uh, single focus of gender. And the BRGs are employee-led and each have a number of global executive sponsors, of which I am one for RISE. And RISE focuses on developing our colleagues from historically underrepresented racial and ethnic groups. And our aim is to help to support their development and inclusion within AXXL. And the BRGs, you know, all five of them really are playing a vital role in how we bring folks together, facilitate conversations, and plan educational events that are going to help influence the development of a more inclusive workplace today, but then also help all of our colleagues to recognize their greatest potential at AXAXL while recognizing the strength of the diversity within the organization. So Matt, the, these BRG groups that AXA XL has, we we hear about these groups sometimes from a from a larger viewpoint, but your group has really done some really interesting and thought-provoking things, um, digging deeper into to actual members of, of teams' experiences. Can you talk a little bit about some of the things that have gone on from a from a diversity, equity, and inclusion standpoint? Absolutely. And our RISE BRG brings colleagues together in many different ways. 
and the BRG team has held events that have ranged from very serious um, ones where our colleagues have shared quite personal and courageous experiences of what it's like to be a person of color in the United States. But they've also held fun events like when RISE conducted a celebration of Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month with a high profile Filipino chef, restaurateur and author who cooked live in her restaurant kitchen, sharing her personal experiences around food and culture with AXA XL employees, which I think really gives our broader colleague population an understanding of different both worldviews and experiences that folks sitting next to them experience on a day-to-day -day basis, yet they have many times never shared in that same experience themselves. So I think it's been very educational and also helps to deliver on the mission of facilitating conversations with our colleagues. And you shared with me also that um, the, the RISE group was started just a few weeks before the um, the killing of George Floyd that, that shook our country. And so can you just talk a little bit about how that was maybe impactful or helpful to the XXL community that after that happened and, and how RISE was able to sort of um, play a role in that? I think RISE played a critical role in that. And, and it really gets back to the word I used around, you know, the, the courage of our colleagues to be willing to come forth in that environment and and share with thousands of employees in the US of what their experience is like being a person of color. And I think that many folks were not or were unaware of how different the lived experience of some of our colleagues is compared to their own. And hopefully that has not been lost on people. And I think it hasn't because we continue to see engagement grow in terms of the events that RISE holds, as well as the engagement of the team as a whole. And I think that's the important part is that we want to make sure that we're continuing to provide events that the entire company is engaged in, not just our teams related to whether it's um, people of color or disability or LGBTQ plus. Uh, we want to make sure that everybody is able to engage with those teams and understand and, and really learn about other folks' worldviews and experiences. And I think that's key, right? When you have not just the people in the room who are 
already aware and maybe already experiencing um, some of those issues, but the but the folks who who haven't had to experience that to get in that room and hear those stories and and that's how you sort of make that conversation a wider, um, more holistic thing. Yes, absolutely. And the other part is that really ties into the expectation of the talent that we're looking to bring into the organization. When we talk to uh, individuals who are looking to or just entering the workforce, the Gen Z population, they're really looking and asking, do you have BRGs? How do you engage around inclusion and diversity? And thankfully, I think that's helping to continue to push the organization and for folks to recognize, you know, this is the right thing to do and actually something we need to continue to do more of. These are all great initiatives and, and it, it's it's so wonderful to hear that um, large companies like AXA XL are really focused on, on these goals of diversity and inclusion within the industry. Um, and so while talent is a huge issue facing the insurance industry, there are certainly some other ones. Um, as we look across 2022, give us your take on some of the other key issues facing us for the next year. Uh, that's right. Talent isn't the only major issue facing us. Uh, McKinsey and Company issued a report uh, in February 2022, so very recent. And it notes that over half of insurers globally have not earned their cost of equity over the past five-year period. So profitability and rate have been a specific area of focus for most carriers. And that's been a theme around rate and pricing pressure, although we see rate decelerating recently, it'll likely remain uh, in focus for 2022. And, and I think it's really based on, on three areas. You know, if I think about what's happening in the cyberspace and the significant increase in ransomware uh, events, that's really driven a double digit to sometimes triple digit increase in rate for our insureds, while many of them have also experienced, you know, of the fact that capacity has been reduced in that space. So, you know, in in the emerging or emergence of ransomware as you know this broad phenomena, which really started out as a frequency of very small events and has turned into significant events that have targeted some of our critical infrastructure like the Colonial Pipeline. These are going to be uh, challenges for the industry as a whole as we look to make sure that we're able to continue to support our clients while also making sure that the increase in both frequency and severity uh, remain 
a key focus for us to be viable from a product perspective. The second aspect is around inflation, and there's been a lot of talk about social inflation, but now what we're seeing is more of that traditional uh, inflation around price increases. And the annual rate of inflation through January was seven and a half percent, which is the highest since 1982. And when you think about carriers really need to understand how that inflation is going to impact the loss costs as we adjust claims going forward. Uh, so for instance, auto used auto prices in the past year have increased 40%. So when we think about some of the challenges that we face just as we enter into you know, a, a more, um, more traditional environment where people are out and about like we were in 2019, you know, auto accidents are, you know, unfortunately, you know, a daily occurrence. And as these uh, events take place, trying to find uh, affordable replacements for damaged vehicles continues to be a significant challenge. And then the last piece is really around the increased cat activity. Um, you know, so we've seen climate change really starting to affect weather patterns. And if you think about the uh, tornadoes that took place in late December, you know, a 200 to 250 mile um, swath of tornado cutting across the middle of America, we typically see tornado activity, but not that late in the year. So it's going to be important for carriers to really continue to manage that cat activity and really understand how changes in weather pattern are going to potentially impact the amount of cat activity that takes place over the course of a year. So you've hit on uh, some really challenging and complex problems uh, that, that, that we all face and that the industry, of course, has to sort of wrap its head around. Um, ransomware, you know, going beyond just, um, you know, personal computer to hitting critical infrastructure, um, increase in NACATs with climate change, these things aren't going away. So how are you, how is AXA XL um, working to work with brokers and and really um, help the end clients face these um, these this really challenging risk environment. And I think that's where communication is key um, because we're all part of the broader economy and our clients and our brokers see those increases and in impacts in ransomware. Um, they feel the inflation and many of them are trying to figure out themselves, are they able to push through the costs uh, to their end users or is it going to impact their margins? So really working to understand the impact that these items are having 
on our insureds is really important for us. And we have a client advisory panel where we work directly with our clients to get feedback on, you know, what are the critical themes that they're seeing, what's impacting their business. So holistically, we're able to, you know, react and help to provide them with the information they need so that they can manage their risk effectively. And I think when any carrier needs to make changes, you know, it's really important for us to be on the front foot in terms of communicating those changes to clients and really working with them to the best of our ability to continue to support their business. Because ultimately, you know, that that is our goal is to make sure that our insureds are able to stay up and running regardless of the risks that they face um, and throughout multiple changes in, you know, the economy um, and, and really understanding that is is critical for us to be a good partner. And you all have taken um, a regional approach to working with brokers. Do, can you talk to us about how that works and, and does this sort of play into that increased need for communication? It absolutely does because what we're focused on is enhancing our local execution and bringing all that AxXL has to offer to our customers. And the success around local execution is driven by relationships, the relationships that we have with our distribution partners. And these happen on a city by city basis at an office by office basis and a client by client basis. So really making sure that we understand those client needs locally and are able to come up with solutions that meet those needs are really important. So given our payer to partner strategy, where we want to work with customers beyond risk transfer, we really need to understand what their exposures are and how their risk is changing so that we can help them lower their overall cost of risk. Okay, and then from a solution-oriented point of view, it's hard to talk about this industry nowadays without discussing data and, and the ramping up of the use of data in all different kinds of, of ways, you know, for underwriting, for product innovation. So how is AXA XL using data to make, um, to make new investments? In, and just give us an example of a few areas where you all are really um, sort of making investment and and working to use data to help find solutions for for clients yeah absolutely uh, and and while we're here to stand by our clients at a time of loss you know we also want to be able to provide them with insights to both avoid a loss when it occurs but then also help them to avoid that that loss itself and our construction team has built an ecosystem where they're working closely with our insureds to help them find value in new technology that helps the contractors themselves reduce risk. And one of the things that our construction team has done is put together a tech library 
And what the tech library is designed to do is to help our insureds understand what technologies are available that can help them protect their operations. And our team has put together over 40 technologies that are designed to help our insureds better understand their operations and lower their risk. And our team works closely with both the technology partners and a select group of contractors to vet these different technologies before we put them up in the library so that there's an understanding of the broader applications that can be used for the contractors to help them to reduce their risk exposure. And another area that we're focused on is on the claim side. So we entered into a multi-year partnership with an organization called Extract. And Extract helps to digitize, expedite, and transform our commercial auto claims in the US. And what the technology does is it allows our claims team to gather and evaluate all the activity in real time um, that's available after an incident. It puts it together in a very digestible uh, format for our insureds to understand. And it gives us the ability to clearly communicate should the claim be adjudicated in the court, what the situation was at the site of the claim to give the necessary information to drive a positive outcome. Okay, so first of all, I, I have to tell you, I haven't heard the term tech library before, and I think that's just fantastic. Um, you hear all the time about how, you know, businesses or, you know, brokers and end users all really are looking to employ more technology and more tools, but it's really hard to figure out, you know, which are the right ones to use and how do you vet them? So the fact that you all are are doing that work um, for people is, is, is really pretty, pretty amazing. So that's, um, that's really great. And I think one of the things that we learned was that our contractors were telling us they knew this technology existed, but it wasn't necessarily a core competency of theirs. Mm -hmm. So given our expertise around risk, we were able to do that vetting and then bring selected opportunities to clients to get their feedback before they're added to the library. So I think it's really a win-win for both our clients and then the broader construction industry. Um, and we've, we've actually had so much success with the construction clients that we're moving to other areas, for instance, our uh, environmental team is now using a number of these technologies uh, for their environmental clients. 
it seems like you all are really working to sort of chip away at these at some of the risks that you mentioned as being really challenging, right? These NACATs and climate change, and, and you're really looking at those and, and trying to chip away at, at those challenges and work with clients to really understand, um, you know, where they need help and where they need guidance from you all. Absolutely, and I think one of our key, um, one of the, our, our, our key strengths is really our claims team but what we really want to make sure we're able to do is to lower the cost of risk for our insureds and if that means helping to provide technological solutions so that they never have a claim i think both our insured and ourselves are in a stronger position to continue to partner uh, into the future. Absolutely, I think that's I think that's great, and and hope less less claims the better for us all. <laughs> um, so that's it's it's really great to hear that that's where your focus is. Yes, uh, Matt, it has been such a pleasure chatting with you this morning. I really enjoyed it, and and I look forward to continuing to work with your team and and hear about all that you all are doing. Great. Thank you, Sandy. And I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you today. That was AXA XL's U.S. Country Manager, Matt O'Malley. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. You can check out the rest of the AXA XL podcast series at leadersedge.com or wherever you subscribe to podcasts.